Hello, it is me, Stuart Bates. Talking to you from the grave. (laughs) (laughs) It is me, Stuart Bates, accompanied by Alice Webb. Um, Hello. um, And today is Alice Webb because Alice is wearing an Alice band, which you all can't see. Oh, God, it's... Oh, he's going to take it off. It's Stuart Webb. I'm so, so sorry. I didn't recognise you with the Alice band upon your barnet. Explain yourself. Explain what? There's nothing unusual going on. I'm wearing an Alice band. And what? It's 21st century, Stu. People can wear what they want these days. What do you think you are? Some sort of moderate Italian footballer? I <laughs> I wish I could pull it off. I'm wearing an Alice band because... Uh, oh, my God. Sorry, I've just got a glimpse of your drink. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> um, no, I'm wearing an Alice band because uh, it's, it's quarantine plus 497 and my hair's very long now. So I'm, I'm trying to keep it out of my face. Episode um, five, Quarantine Chic with Stuart Webb. Hello and welcome to the fifth episode in a 5,000 part podcast. We're getting there. We're 1,000th we're of the way there, Stu. How do you feel so far? So good about it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, I think uh, we've done a lot of preparation <laughs> uh, we, we uh, are we i think we're living at the very we, we're living on the on the absolute pinnacle of of winging it um which we seem to be very very terrible at but that's okay we're giving we're, it a go though uh, god loves a trier doesn't, doesn't he? he and he we does. are very trying for people to listen to continue exactly the, the these are trying times what are you drinking this week Stuart? That looks like Prosecco. Prosecco. Mm. Are you celebrating? Being alive. Being alive. Just happy to be here, folks. No, there was um remnants of a bottle left over, so I'm gonna have to do the dirty deed and double barrel. Double um, barrel. What? What do you mean? Oh, so, yeah. do you mean what? You're gonna change your drink halfway through the podcast? Well, this isn't gonna last, is it? It's one glass. Well, I, I, just, I was just wondering, that was all. Don't get offended by it. I'm not very good at this moderation, Mark. <laughs> but yes, it's uh, quite delicious. It is um, that one that I can't pronounce. F-R-E-X-I-N-E-T. Fresines. Never heard of it. Never, ever heard of it. It's got a funny-shaped bottle with, like, dimply bits on the outside. A chance you would recognise it. Nope, never heard of it. All right, moving swiftly on then. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a good old-fashioned sturdy red. It's um, it's called Primativo, um, and it's uh, I don't know where it's from. Probably Italy. Uh, oh yes, product of Italy. It's very nice. It's just a standard, lovely, decent red wine. Um, oh. Five pounds off the shelf any day of the week, but it's uh, you know. Quite quaffable. That's not bad. I do quite like a red wine. I find I I, I find um, uh, uh, prosecco. Sorry, just going back to the prosecco. I find it a bit of a strange drink. I mean, not not strange in the sense that 
it's alien to me or something. Primitivo is a very <laughs> ambitious name for a five-pound bottle of red, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. It's a, it's a first, firstborn, isn't it? Is Original. It? Primitivo. Original. Is that what it means? Are you, did you just Google Translate that? No, I didn't, actually. Did I you? Did I, no, I did know those things. I told you, I'm a font of irregular, non-important, unnecessary knowledge. I find uh, Prosecco quite an interesting drink, personally. I know, it's got bubbles. That is it's, interesting. It, it is interesting, but it's like a celebratory drink, but it's not like the most celebratory of celebratory drinks, is it? It's, yeah, like, you go, it's like champagne, then Prosecco, and then basically every other drink after that when you're celebrating. Uh, yeah, or about whiskey. Yeah, that's kind of a celebratory drink isn't it but also a very sad drink as well i don't think it's a celebratory drink i think you drink whiskey at a funeral you don't drink champagne at a funeral well you that's why nobody invites you to their funeral <laughs> sitting there whipping out a bottle of johnny walker <laughs> while some widows crying at the front yeah, and yeah. They, that's exactly the same reason. another funeral again. He's just so inappropriate. And that's the reason why they don't invite you to a funeral, because you start stand on the top step of the church, popping it like you've just won the French Grand Prix. Wee <laughs> <laughs> oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> so, what have you been up to? Uh, just a bit of sort of this and that, really. Um, nothing, nothing particularly important. I'm, I'm, I'm. Growing coriander at the moment, that's about the most exciting thing in my life. So a lot of people have hang-ups with coriander. What? Is it one of the most unpopular herbs? I w- Why is it an unpopular herb? I don't know. What, is it just what the coriander's opinion? It's just a bit of an unpopular herb? Yeah, it's a bit of a sideways sad boy, isn't it? It's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's no rosemary, is it? No garlic. Oh, that's a that's a, a a party herb that is rosemary. <laughs> I don't know what party herbs you've been having, but <laughs> I can tell you now, rosemary's not one of mine. <laughs> so you're cultivating coriander. Yes, I'm cultivating coriander because it's one of the few things that I am allowed to do in accordance with your um, fail conditions. <laughs> You can grow coriander, but no to mint. You're not allowed to grow that. No mint, um, no cannabis, just <laughs> coriander. So, uh, yeah, not, not not a great deal, to be honest. No. It's um, it's starting to sort of rub and grate a little bit. Well, not not rub and grate a little bit, but we're I'm I think I'm I'm I've chalked up about five weeks now of not going to work, which seems like a, a very long time. It does seem like a long time, I'm not going to lie. Well, it's like uh, the world has stopped and we're like stuck in that weird limbo stage between Christmas and New Year continuously where nobody knows what day it is and it's all just carrying on into endless oblivion until we get slapped in the face by January. It's a bit strange, isn't it? But yeah. I, 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 I'm optimistic. I think I might go back. To, I might be going back to work soon, which would be very nice. That would be good. What what have you been up to this week in particular? Uh, working. Um, hosted a bingo yesterday. How did that go? Really well, actually. Did you win? Um, uh, no, I ho- hosted the bingo. Yeah, so did you win? <clears throat> Always. <laughs> um, but I used some of the um, 
actual call sign things. You know when they say the bingo numbers, they're like, two little ducks, 22. Yes. Some of them are ever so strange. Um, I'm going to tell you some numbers, and then I would like okay. you to guess what the bingo call is for it, and we'll see whether you get close. Okay. So we'll start off with it with a couple of easy ones, maybe, but I feel like you might not even get those, but um, we'll try. Um, so, number four. Knock on the door. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. Knock oh, I'm good at door. this. Yes, you are. Number three. How about that one? I'm going to pick some easy ones out for you. Uh, a cup of tea. Yes, it is a cup of tea. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, what about 11? Is it something to do with legs? It is, legs 11. Right, legs we're 11. Go, we're going a bit harder now. Um, this one's particularly amusing, but also a bit questionable. 15. I, I don't know. 15. Uh, 15. I don't even know what rhymes with 15. What rhymes with 15? Young and teen. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that's disgusting. What about it's 22? You know that one. Uh, yeah, you just said it, but I've forgotten it already. What was it? Ducks. Two, two ducks. Um, and then 21 is key in the door for some reason. Key in the door? Yeah, I don't know why. What the hell does that mean? Key in the door. I don't know. I didn't do any serious research. Is that another rude one as well? Probably. Um, I know Two Fat Ladies is 88, isn't it? Is. It? it is indeed. Um, and, uh, number eight is... One Fat Lady. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. It's Garden Gate. But one Garden one, one Gate? My, Garden Gate. Um, one of my favourite ones was that is actually number 30. Any ideas what number 30 is? Uh, tied up with a mortgage? I don't know. <laughs> dirty Gertie. Dirty Gertie? Yeah, Dirty oh. Gertie number 30. Oh, okay. Um, and then um, my personal favourite was uh, 42, which is Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh, 42. Yeah, apparently that's what they say. Um, I mean, I, I could I could continue, and this would make for a riveting podcast. Yes, <laughs> just, ne- uh, next week, join us for The Phone Book, The Yellow Pages. That's <laughs> right, folks. We're, we're, we're going back to the oldies. We're doing the <laughs> London A to Z. <laughs> Do you reckon that's what the first ever podcasts did? They just did, like, The Yellow Pages and uh, uh, Where's Wally? Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a Bears Wally would transpose very well in the podcast. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. Oh, oh, oh. No, I thought I saw him then. No. Oh, it was his bloody dog again. <laughs> Stupid oh, mongrel. Just a woman with glasses wearing his hat. Oh, oh. No. When, when was the first podcast ever casted? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. I want to get historical about it. This 1897. is 1897. <laughs> As we go through bingo calls, now we're looking at the his- historical facts of podcasting. 
Next week, it's Great British Railway Journeys. Which gadget could be quite amusing. I went on a Great British Railway Journey recently. Yeah. Well, I de- well no, it wasn't a Great British Railway Journey, but it was a railway journey. It was um, on a, with an old steam engine. Um, I, I went on the Seven Valley Railway. Oh, very nice. I say recently, it was like a year ago now. But the only no. reason, they, well, okay, so the story behind it is the reason why I went is because um, my my other half, Rosie, is a um, a school teacher, and they were planning on doing a, a trip on the Seven Valley Railway. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for those of you that don't know, the Seven Valley Railway is situated in Bristol, Kidderminster. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it called the Seven Valley then? Isn't the River Severn in Bristol? I, do, I, I don't I don't know. Maybe it goes through seven valleys. I, I don't know. I don't know why. I really don't know. I don't. Rosie? No, she doesn't know either. Um, <laughs> South of school. <laughs> swinging from a glass of fresh wine. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, so just to, to, to recap, you went on a railway journey with your uh, better half, who is a primary school teacher, and yeah. you paid, you played the part of a small child, so as to test the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I tried running away. Tried like <laughs> talking to the driver. She made got, me wear a high vis. Got I had to hold hands with everyone. <laughs> yeah, I, I did the part very well. <laughs> no, uh, we. She has to scope out like when they go on trips. All the escape. Um, that could possibly be taken well yeah no they do they have to basically do like a risk assessment nowadays to make sure that there's no possibility for a child to like run onto the train tra- tracks or fall down a mine or a well or something so little johnny's falling down the well <laughs> <laughs> so so we went on the, the seven valley railway and um my sister came for some reason i don't know why she's older That's than me <laughs> she's two years older than me but it, it, it's it, it's it's good sort of childhood memories i did go on the seven valley railway a lot when i was a child and the dean valley railway as well so uh, i jumped to the opportunity and it was a great day out actually it was did a great you, day out did you also do that with your sister what the dean valley yeah uh, yeah i did when we were kids but i haven't been on it for like decades do you reckon that that film was based on your life what film the railway children i like to think that it was when i was a kid i liked to think that it was you ever seen that film it's not, a great it's a great for film. a very long time but i think it's a bit different to you being <laughs> on <it. laughs> a bit of a different message in that film isn't there lots of other things happen what is the message in that film what was the uh, message? avoid trains at all cost yes that's it avoid trains at all costs only ever get a taxi Trams, forget about it. Don't even go near them. (laughs) (laughs) All public transport should be banned. But no, it was a great day out. I loved it. It was a great day out. And um, yeah, if ever you get an opportunity, go to Kidderminster and see the the Seven Valley Railway. One of the the eighth eighth wonder of the world. (laughs) You're shameful. I see what you're doing. You're trying to plug it so they renew your season ticket again for free, aren't you? Yes. But they're, they're very traditional. They give you like an old fashioned ticket and then a guy comes and stamps it with a little button thing. And they've got like an old fashioned cafe. How do you hide from the ticket man, though? 
you don't. You, you, you actually buy a ticket. It's not like a case of you go and try and hide in the toilet and hope that the door doesn't just randomly open as he's walking past you. Sounds a bit boring. It's not, the, it's not the London West Midlands Railway Service. <laughs> no, it's far more on time than that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. I just think we spoke I, We spoke about My- Michael Portillo last week. He does them train journeys, doesn't he? Maybe that's what's influenced this oh, yeah, conversation maybe. about trains. Maybe. What was your favourite school school trip when you were a kid? I'll tell you mine. I know mine. Oh, go on. You go first then. It what was, was yours? Cab- it was Cadbury World. Oh, <laughs> Cadbury World. Oh, yeah. yeah. Apparently it's changed now. Apparently it's changed a lot. Apparently it's not as good. I, I haven't been to Cadbury World in eight. Well, no, sorry. Tell a lie. I actually used to work near Cadbury World. I, I, I was so excited then. I thought you were going to tell me that you used to work at Cadbury World and this podcast was going to turn into something completely different. <laughs> I want to know everything. What is he like, Mr. Wonka? How did they get the envelope <laughs> here in the first place? Whatever happened to that rude, fat, purple girl that got really large? She anyway. became Vanessa Phelps. <laughs> oh, the Phelps. Straight in there with the Phelpsy dig. She's lost a lot of weight. Has she? Yeah. I haven't seen her since Big Brother. Yeah, she does like a. She's on this morning sometimes, like giving people advice. And but it's, her, her advice is kind of very aggressive. I would describe it as it's like it's like. Is she still an aggressive human being? Because she oh, was when she so was so aggressive. Big yeah, more so aggressive now because she's got a much younger husband. I think. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Not me. Just. <laughs> I love her with all my heart. No, it didn't end very well for me and Vanessa. She just got <laughs> up in my grill. Tommy had to try and fix my life. When she lost all that weight, she gained so much confidence, and it was just not going to work out anymore. I, I used to, I used to work near the Cadbury's factory, and in Bourneville. Yeah, because I used to work at the Sturchley Enterprise, Sturchley branch of Enterprise Rent a Car. You may have heard of us. That's the that's the end of that was near. Uh, oh right, right by the way, you, yeah. yeah, yeah, right at the end of do- was it Dogpool called? Lane. Dogpool Lane, that was it. Yeah. Or as one of the residents had altered the L off it, it was Dogpool Lane. Mm. Funny, funny residents around there, weren't they? I uh, I used to drive past that house very very regularly and mm. used to think oh all the memories the parties we had and the parties we had yes um, but it, it I I think Cadbury World always looked the same it's massive absolutely enormous it's huge it's yeah. an an enormous place well they make a lot of chocolate they do make a lot of chocolate do they make it all there I they think make so. all the chocolate in that one building that's quite impressive if they do. You kind of got to think like, why in the middle of Birmingham would you build a chocolate factory? Well, it's a lot different back then, wasn't it? Here's a, a couple yeah. of interesting facts for you. Have you been to Bourneville, the actual Bourneville area? Uh, yeah, I um, shot some film there when I was doing my freelance assistant directing thing. When did that happen? Mm, two years ago. Oh, what did you I... shoot there? Loads of short clips and films for a show reels and whatnot. Oh wow! Yeah. Did you did you win? Uh, 
Yeah, if, if by that did you mean did I get any chocolate, then the answer is no. <laughs> did you win the competition? <laughs> I entered on. I don't no, know where I'm going with this. No, but Born, Bourneville. Bourneville is a very lovely area. In fact, it's probably one of the nicer areas of Birmingham. Um, yeah. And I actually knew somebody that, that lived in the Bourneville Trust. And um, uh, he said it's very difficult to live in Bourneville. Well, it's not difficult to live in Bourneville. It's a beautiful area, but there's a couple right. of problems, a couple of yeah. big problems. Number one, they have something called the Bourneville Trust, um, which is basically like it's it's sort of like a national heritage trust thing, but just for the Bourneville area. Because Bourneville is a heavily like protected area in terms of like what you can and can't do to your house and things like that. Right. And he was saying that apparently if you like don't cut your lawn for like two weeks straight in summer, then you'll get a letter through your front door. Like you get a letter in the, through the mail saying you need to cut your lawn from the Bourneville Trust. They they like they take it very, very seriously. Like the chocolate mafia. Yeah. You, there's only there's only one I think there's only one or two colours of front door you can have, which I think it's like white and like a weird sort of tealy colour. Mm. Um, they're very, very protective over the area. So if you don't cut your grass, you might wake up with a with a with a Freddo's head in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> and the I've other got thing... the message. It's a message. <laughs> you don't know whether other... it's the chocolate mafia or whether you've just got a very, very nice housekeeper. <laughs> The the other thing is um, they uh, they there's no pubs, no pubs in Bourneville. What? Yeah, Cadbury. I don't know what his first name was. What's his first? What was his first name? Tony. Uh, what? George. George. Tony. George Cadbury was his first name. Well, I no, think... George was his first name. Cadbury was his second name. But George Cadbury was famously a Quaker. Oh, a Quaker. Yeah. So there's no, there's no pubs. I thought he made though. chocolate, not porridge. Funny. Well done. Well done. Another zinger. Another no. Stu Bates zinger. Another original Stu Bates zinger. I'm sure we'll be talking about that for years to come. But, yes, he was a Quaker. A Quaker. And, uh, and thus there's no, there's no pubs in Bourneville, which is think. very sad. It is very sad. Also, I think that's borderline against people's human rights oh it, yes it is yeah it's, it, so it's, what were they were they supposed to drink cocoa all the time <laughs> you can have hot chocolatey cocoa and that's it just a constantly sleeping workforce around <laughs> so your favorite favorite yeah, yeah definitely cabri world i think favorite one was cabri world <laughs> why, why cabri world is it just because there's loads of chocolate free samples yeah that was it Wish we went to the Guinness factory. That'd have been fun. Oh, Saint James's Gate. I just think it's a very. <laughs> have you ever been there? I haven't. I've never been to Ireland. Have I you would not? Love to go, but also I don't think it'd be very successful if you're going to try and suggest Saint James's Gate Brewery as a school trip for uh, Rosie and her, her school kids. <laughs> I went to the Heineken factory once. I did. I went to the Heineken factory in Amsterdam. That's the one. It was, very, it, was very, it was very nice. I liked it. It was very interesting. It was very interesting. And we got we, we got a free glass of Heineken. It was a very small glass, I should add. Yeah, it's like a two-third, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Mm. And then, uh, but um, they, I, I, I thought it was quite funny because if anybody's ever been to to Amsterdam, um, excuse me, you'll 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 know that they 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 serve their pints very very heady in Amsterdam. Actually, most of Europe, I think they they like to serve a very heady pint, don't they? Mm, easy to get head in Amsterdam, yeah. And uh, I'm not going to rise to that. And um, that's what she said. <laughs> and uh, um, a classic, classic sort of British thing is that the, that you you don't you don't like having a lot of head on your pint, Stu. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Well, a very reasonable statement. I think it's a very. It, I, I think as we always I could possibly <laughs> We always have that one mate that's been to like Magaluf or something. He was like, "Oh, I went to the bar, ordered a pint, and there was a head on it the size of St Paul's Cathedral." And I said to them, <laughs> "I'll have, a, I'll have a full pint, thank you very much." When, when since when did you go to Magaluf with uh, Delboy and Rodney's grandfather <laughs> <laughs> or Uncle Even? You sound like Uncle Albert. But that's the thing, isn't it? People always complain yeah. about it. <laughs> but the point is, is that at the Heineken factory, they explain their reasoning as to why to do it. It's not because they're trying to shortchange customers, and they're not, because even even the locals will have a pint with a lot of foam on the top of it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> to get around that old chestnut, didn't it? And... Um, and they said in a Heineken, apparently the reason why they do that is because if it seals in the flavour, and when you sip, you have to you have to take a big sip to 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 draw the beer through the foam into your mouth, and then you'll swish it round and then swallow it. Yeah, it's to get the hops and the barley, isn't it? Because Something you get the like mix of both. If you have it all all because the the foam is quite bitter, isn't it? Um, yes. And yeah. then you balance out with the sweeter nectar below. Basically, yeah. so uh, yeah, it was I very did, interesting tour. I enjoyed that. It, was, it is a good tour. They turned this into a pint of beer. Yes, they, they did. Machine and sprayed us with things. And did you have? Did you? Did they have that big green room with like made of bottles when you went? Yeah, there? that was awesome. That was cool, wasn't it? It was literally a room like made of Heineken bottles. Yeah, and then you could get your high, you could get your name printed on a Heineken bottle for an extortionate amount of echoes. Yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah, me neither. I, just I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Um, I actually really enjoyed Amsterdam. If you, I, one of my favourite... I went over New Year's as well. Oh, that, I, yeah. It was absolutely unbelievable. Like, it, I, I cannot... I, it, when, when, when I got to Amsterdam, um, it was absolutely freezing cold. I've been awake for like two days straight, which makes yeah. me sound like an absolute party animal. But the, the 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 fact of the matter is, is that I hadn't been up partying the night before or anything. I just I just couldn't get to sleep because I was so excited. Mm. <laughs> 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 That's literally all it was. And um, I got there, and it was brilliant because we arrived and it was morning, but there was like a thick fog everywhere like the thickest fog i'd ever seen and it was the coldest the coldest place i'd ever been was amsterdam um and it was so so cold like it was so utterly cold that day and uh we finally got to the city center the train sort of dumped us out at the city center which as you'll know as you'll know because you've been to amsterdam if you ever look at like any sort of city maps of amsterdam in amsterdam they're Mm. all like Basically, the centre of the city is 
is centered around the train station, isn't it? Yeah, they built out from the from the main. Yeah, so you look um, at any map, and like the, the 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 first thing you see is the train station, which is quite clever, I think, because it is a good landmark to to reference from. Yeah, and um, yeah, we got off, and and that was it. We were just in the thick of it in in Amsterdam, and it's it's one of the coolest cities I've ever been to. It's amazing. I've been several times. Um, and talking about Heineken, the first time I went, when I was a young backpacker going around Europe with my pals, um, we went um, and we found a bar in the red light district. Um, and this bar, obviously, yeah, Heineken is huge in, in Amsterdam. Massive, absolutely massive. Uh, and the Netherlands as well. Um, other beers are available. I like uh, Heineken. Can I, I just make? I just want to stop here and just say that I think, as as sort of off the off the peg lagers go, mm. Heineken is probably my favourite. I'll tell you what, my one hang up with Heineken is in the UK. What? This fucking nonsense of ice cold glasses. Oh yeah, I don't really like it that. It doesn't work. It no, it doesn't make it. It's just that point. It's counterproductive. Stop doing it. Breweries out there, if you're listening to us. People, when you're going out to <coughs> bars and pubs when they finally reopen, don't let people put your beers in ice-cold glasses because it doesn't work. You just get a flat pint. And if enough of us put our foot down to this nonsense, then they'll stop doing it. Anyway, rant over. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm very, very firm about beer. I like beer. <laughs> I, I'm uh, firm about beer as well, believe like, me. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, so, uh, 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 I digressed as as is possibly the norm. Um, we found this bar in the red in the red light district, and we went in there, and uh, it was relatively quiet actually in there. And there's a big Dutch guy um, behind the bar, and he's like, "What what what will it be, Ledge? What, what what would you like to drink?" I'm going to stop doing that right away. And yeah, I was going to say it's terrible, right terrible, um, terrible version of a mm, Dutch yeah, accent. I immediately regret doing that. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so what what would you like to drink? And we said, like, oh, three Heineken's, please, because as we're in Amsterdam, when in Rome, Heineken, and you drink cheap, the, the local pro- produce because it's cheaper. Uh, to which he responds with, uh, we don't serve Heineken in Amsterdam. Really? This guy doesn't serve Heineken. He, it's uh, Jupla, is the other one. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And we, well. we sat there, we, 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 we had a couple of drinks at the bar, which we chatting away, and um, eventually kind of divulged to us the reason why this particular bar didn't serve Heineken was because it was not allowed to serve Heineken. Um, because, um, I don't know whether you're aware of this, but Mr. Heineken was kidnapped um, at some point in the, the 80s, I think it was. Um, oh, yeah. And, um, he was... The bit, the the pub that we were, the bar that we were sat in, he was held upstairs. Oh. So they weren't allowed to sell Heineken for that reason. What they were banned for life from selling Heineken. For life, selling Heineken. Wow. I can't remember what it's called, the bar in particular, but it was quite enjoyable. That's cool. Um, But yeah, just a funny little nugget there that they couldn't sell Heineken because Mr. Heineken, when he was kidnapped, was held in an upstairs room. I find I I, I don't know about you, but when I when I I I, when I did go to the red light district in in Amsterdam, Mm -hmm. I I I found it. I don't know what 
how to describe it really. It wasn't a letdown. It was just first of all, it wasn't as seedy as I expected. Oh yeah. Because for starters, you walk around there and there are literally families walking around there, which is mm. which was so weird. That was fucking weird. That was very strange. Uh, it doesn't switch off, which was very weird because I went there at night time and during the daytime, and it's exactly the same. Like that, it, 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 basically to, to to just sort of describe it very quickly, it's like it's it's just a bunch of like women in in glass win like behind glass windows basically and they're all very scantily clad um they don't look like they're having a good time they don't look like they don't look happy which i don't i, I mean i don't maybe i don't look happy when i'm doing my job because it's just a day-to-day kind of thing which you know maybe that's just them doing their job they've just grown a bit bored of it i don't know i don't know how i expect them to look really but it, it was well, a the, very... the point that you've made there is that it is a job yeah, well, yeah, and it, it was a very strange, sort of bizarre kind of place to be, because you've got, yeah. at night time, it was really busy, like really, really busy, yeah. there was loads of people there, um, it is a fun atmosphere, because everybody's sort of partying and, and, and so on, um, there's a lot of people flogging drugs, a lot of people flogging drugs, but like it, the Other illegal, drugs. the really illegal ones. Yeah. And I and I noticed how they flog them as well because they, the guys. There was a guy that was wandering along and he was whistling, but not like whistling a tune. He was doing like weird, like whistles. And then I, as we walked on a, a little bit further, there was another guy that was doing it. And then I realised those are the guys. That's how they advertise their drugs. They 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 whistle mm. for. To, to, to flog their drugs so people listen out for them and they, they know where they are, basically. So what you've done is you've just told our listeners how to get themselves Class A drugs. It's an odd environment, isn't it? Because, very um, strange. Uh, I, very, I, very like strange. I said, I've been there several times and um, what's really interesting, so I've been, like, I was there on a, on a Friday evening and you could be sitting in a coffee shop having a little smoke and it kind of five o'clock rolls in and uh, a chap in the smartest of business suits with a with a suitcase, with the briefcase, um, waltzes into the coffee shop, orders himself yeah. coffee, sits there, drinks his coffee, reads a paper and sparks a big fat zoot. And it's yeah. like, that's the norm. Um, yeah. And they just seem to have it have it very right over there. I mean, I imagine them massively suffering during this lockdown. I, I got told off in a shop when I was there, because I, I remember there's um, the, there's quite a few shops that go down that like that literally like tourist shops, so they have like you know like a, a fridge magnet that's like a pair of clogs and stuff like that. Like they literally have like you know tourist shops down the the red light district, mm-hmm. and 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 I remember we went into one, and and again it's so strange, it's so bizarre because on one side of the shop you have like little porcelain like <laughs> pairs of clogs and like yeah windmills and shit like that and then down the other side of the shop there'll just be like a bunch of sex toys just just on shelves and shit that's literally what it's like in the red light district it's so strange it and i remember we, we 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 were walking around we we there was a big group of us i think it was about it was about 10 10 of us that went mixture as well that's the important thing to point out is that it was lads lads and ladies in our group mm-hmm. there was couples that went because we were just going to kind of 
have fun for New Year's. It wasn't like a lads, lads, lads tour or anything like that. There was couples and everything. Yeah, so yeah. It, was, it was quite a good mix, really. And we were walking around the shop and we, we got to the bit that was basically just shelves and shelves of, of, of how do I put it politely, dildos. And, um, yeah. and, and, uh, and you do the thing that you do. You, you, you point it and you laugh at it. You go, oh, crikey, look at that one. It's green. And oh, crikey. And literally the shop owner just walked over to us crossed his arms and just shook his head and just went and was just like <laughs> no <laughs> we were like oh okay we, we better leave then so uh they they really take it seriously there as well but as an experience new year's eve in amsterdam was just unbelievable we we, oh, we, we, we yeah. went we went to the we went to the uh the the main sort of river that runs through canal uh, that, that runs through amsterdam because amsterdam is like there's like one big river and the city is split into two halves over the river. Mm-hmm. And then throughout Amsterdam is like a shit ton of canals, like loads and loads of canals. And um, we went, there was like a big party on the, on the main river, like, like you'd have near the, the millennium, uh, not the millennium eye. What's it called? The Coca-Cola eye. The Coca-Cola eye. Well done. Well done. Mm. That's good. Good reference. The uh, basically the London eye. That's what I mean. The London eye. Yeah. It's like it's like uh, it's like it's like uh, you know how they have like fireworks off the the London eye and they have the barge and stuff like that and whatever else. Mm-hmm. It was like that. So down on the river, there was all the national news and so on. They were all there and they had like their version of. Uh, you know like a national treasure a famous tv presenter their their version of bruce forsyth and so on <laughs> presenting the the fireworks and that and they were amazing yeah. uh, and then once that had finished once that was all sort of like over and it was effect it was officially the new year we we sort of walked away from the river and started going into the town and and the fireworks didn't stop but it wasn't like people were setting them off in their back gardens or anything people were literally just wandering out onto the streets they would just hold the firework and just shoot it off into the sky like there were people everywhere just setting off fireworks in the streets it, it was it the only way to describe it it felt like being in a war zone because there was just fireworks going off everywhere there was smoke everywhere you could not see a thing it was amazing. Couldn't believe it. Great chips yeah. as well. Oh, the chips. Their the chips are the unbelievable. Mayo. Oh, God. They, they, they something else. They just got it just crispy on the outside and fluffy on the inside. Their chips are absolutely amazing. Oh, Best bloody. chips ever. You were gonna say, you're going to go that far? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, Best they're just amazing. Chip. You heard it here first, folks. Best chips ever. According to Stuart Webb, Amsterdam. They are. They really are. They're delicious. I mean, if um, anything, they should be famous for their chips and not the other things that it's famous for. The, <laughs> the red light district and the drugs, that's all just like a byproduct of the tourism for chips. Yeah, it's all kinds of chips. These ladies of the night, they're only there because of the huge draw <laughs> chips have. They've completely created an entire market purely based on fried potato. 
I would also say I, I remember going to this one shop and again I, I don't really know how to describe it it was like ultimate vending machine and it was like I think they have a lot of these in Amsterdam you might be know what I'm, uh, not Amsterdam in uh, Japan as well mm-hmm. you might be know what I'm about to talk about but it's I like do. it's like a shop and they have like adverts for like burgers and chips and hot dogs and stuff like that and there's like these little metal letter boxes along all the walls mm-hmm. and you literally put like two euros in press a button and then the little letter box opens up and, and inside, like, is a, a burger or something, isn't it? It's a weird... It's like the whole... burger. What's it called? Vend-a-burger. Vend-a-burger, yeah. It's like a, the whole shop is a vending machine. It's incredible. You can pretty much have anything as well. It's like, imagine going into... You know, you've got this kind of... Um, those screens in McDonald's where you can select your items and... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Food in front of you. It's like that, but... In real life, I was very impressed by Venderburger. I did it. I, I mean, the food is a mass. It has, as, along with the fantastic selection of cannabises or, or cannabis, <laughs> <laughs> the, the correct plural, um, and um, ladies of the night, should you choose to partake in that, <laughs> I'll treat you to a Venderburger. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's very thriving and cultured isn't it mm. and also an absolute doddle to get to transport links coming out of your ears yeah no it's a lovely it's a lovely place to go great place to rent a bike when i stayed there i stayed on a thing called the botel ah yes i'm familiar with the botel <clears throat> and i think they're actually everywhere now everywhere that's few, got yeah. like a canal or a, or a river in the, in the city but yeah we stayed on a place called the Botel, which is very nice actually it was it was very simple it was literally just like well like it was like staying on a boat but it literally is just a boat that's been converted into a hotel um but they were great they had like these rentable bikes outside it was dirt cheap that and we were we were on the other side presumably of the... presumably on the land not bikes no, they were water bikes. They were you water bikes. Wouldn't go very far. They were they were amphibious bikes. Aqua bikes. Amphibious bikes. Aqua bikes. Aqua bikes. Jet skis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but we, we stayed we stayed on the on the north on the on the north east side of the river. So we were actually away from the city centre. To get to our hotel, we had to cross the main river. Which is called? Uh, river. <laughs> <laughs> Amster. Oh, is it? The river it's... Amster? Yeah. I didn't know that. There you go. That's why it is Amster. That's because I, my... I was off my face the entire time. I didn't learn it. <laughs> I, didn't I told shit. you not <laughs> to partake too much in those mushrooms, you big women. <laughs> He um, says, he says, I love mushrooms. Portobello, chestnut, white, <laughs> cup, oh, puccini, all, oh, stuff. Lovely. I love all the mushrooms. I love I'm going to go over to Amsterdam. I heard they're famous for the chips, but I'm not that keen, to be honest. <laughs> I the mushrooms. And he's there taking handfuls of mushrooms and stuffing them in his face raw. I have them for he's breakfast. Had him a sandwich. <laughs> he's had them for sandwiches. He's had them on toast. He's had them in a wrap. God knows he loves his fucking wraps. <laughs> He'll bring them to bingo if you ask him nicely. <laughs> I donate some mushrooms. <laughs> um, <clears throat> off your face. 
So every I've single got a funny story. I've got a funny story that needs to be told. Oh, good. After this, good. Remind me because it's I've, bloody I've good. Got, I've, I've actually, it, it, you know, at, at this point, I did just point out. I've still got a pin in my head to say where my favourite school trip is. My favourite school trip. I'll get that one out of the way because we've now latched onto Amsterdam. My favourite school trip was uh, the Black Country Museum. That's it. It was great. I loved it. If ever you want to go, go to the Black Country Museum. It's great. That's where they shop Peaky Blinders. They've got a website, but their chips are terrible, and it's nowhere near as fun as Amsterdam. And also, the prostitutes that they've got there are relatively questionable in, in, in <laughs> condition in comparison to the ones we've already described. Uh, moving swiftly on. They have got a mine, though. They've got a great mine. <laughs> you know what the thing about great mines, though? They think alike. They do. Back to Amsterdam. <laughs> Anyway, back to the good stuff. <laughs> Which is what you said after you got your second bag of magic mushrooms. <laughs> anyway, um, every so, yeah, where our hotel was, it was on the other side of the river. So every morning and every evening, we had to get a ferry to and from our hotel. We had to cross the river, so we had to get a ferry. Ferries were always free. But obviously, as I've already said, we went in December, just after Christmas. So we did that little sort of interlude between Christmas and New Year's, me and a bunch of mates. The limbo and stage, as we've already described. The limbo it, stage, the, 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 the quarantine limbo stage. And oh my God, that was the coldest fucking place on the planet. Mm. Believe me, standing on a ferry on the River Amster at three o'clock in the morning when the North Sea just suddenly breezes in and it's minus 14. De- oh, my God, it was so cold. I don't actually know how cold it was. I think it was about I think it was about minus four, minus seven degrees. It was very, very cold. Really? That cold? <clears throat> and it just gusts. Like, the, as soon as you get out onto the open water... The, it's quite the, exposed, it isn't just, it? Yeah, you just get battered by freezing cold winds. So you got a boat to get on a boat, to stay on a boat... Well, yeah, but we didn't, like, get on the boat and then, like, disembark onto the other boat. We disembarked onto land and then we had to walk to our to our lodgings. Me and my partner, before um, we um, had our baby. First, first uh, baby. Well, I've only got the one. First one. Uh, <laughs> stop it now. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the one's enough for now. Um Anyway, um, we went on a, a boat cruise in which you could take your own weed and take your own alcohol and just smoke and drink until your heart's content whilst they gave you a tour of the city. The problem with this Where is... Where was it? In Amsterdam? In Amsterdam, yeah. Oh, it's right. Called... Oh, I see. Oh, I can't remember what it was called now. Something Pirates. Never heard of it. Boat Pirate. Oh, that's frustrating. Um, somebody will know what I mean and just Google boat cruises in Amsterdam that you can smoke on and I'm pretty sure that canal pirates why not Um, they've changed their business massively since they their piracy kind of dwindled since there's a lack of vessels in the uh, never mind Um, I don't know Stuart um, but yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah anyway so we smoked and we drank until our hearts content for about an hour and 20 minutes on this cruise um, in a very small kind of boat. Um, and when I got back to land, my God. Um, Did you I even know where you were? I was a 
frigging mess, my friend. I drank a whole bottle of wine, two cans of Heineken. Um, don't know why I said it like that, just trying to be local. Um, and smoked, like, uh, I'm not a big smoker. Um, have been in my youth, but when in Rome, you know. Um, be like you with your mushrooms. Um, <laughs> it's like, like maybe three or sorry, four. I did, sorry, I did want you to stop you at this point. I've never had mushrooms, just for those yeah, who actually listen. That's exactly what somebody who does mushrooms would say. <laughs> I, I like I like a... mushrooms, as in I like them on pizza and like for breakfast. Yeah, whatever. My story is much more entertaining than uh, <laughs> what you're trying to recite for yourself. Now, I'm a very conservative person. Um, I, I my went... name's Stu and I like mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> T-shirts will soon be available. <laughs> um, yeah, so hit dry land and it was horrific. I was off my face, for once of a better word. Uh, and uh, yeah, hightailed it back to our houseboat we also stayed on the house and fell asleep 13 hours 13 hours yeah i was very very stoned wow how long were you there for just three days (laughs) so you spent half a day sleeping over half a day sleeping but it's different like because i've I've been there several times and it's quite enjoyable. But oh, the story, ah, oh, the mushroom story, which I need to get in there as we come towards close to time. And I, I really hope that the person who's, I'm not going to name um, this person. Um, Can you name it for me off air? Because I want to know who it is. Do yeah. I know this person? No, you don't know this person. Oh. Uh, but we were at Reading Festival, as you do in your youth. It was probably 2000. Ten. And where's where is this festival? Maybe two thousand and nine in Reading. Oh, okay. Um, it was, no, it's Reading Festival in Edinburgh. Um, so Reading Festival, and um, I'm gonna I can do accents for this ones without without uh, coming across as moderately racist. Um, Why are they all from Warwickshire? No, <laughs> they're all from the UK. Uh, <laughs> Safe, safe zone as <laughs> And um, so we're, as you do, you kind of make your little camp, don't you? You've got your friends all in different tents. You kind of put them all together and you have like a little communal area in the middle. And we're kind of just sat there drinking warm cans of carling late yeah. into the evening. Classic. After the, um, the acts have finished around 11. And um, a gentleman comes a wandering through the tents and uh he's he's going shrooms does anyone want to buy any shrooms i got bags of shrooms anybody want to buy any shrooms obviously you would have been off your seat like a rocket wouldn't you i'd have been um, like excuse me mr scottish man <laughs> <laughs> i want some shrooms for you <laughs> please uh, <laughs> um, to which my friend um who's never done who'd never done uh, mushrooms before um he he interjects yeah yeah i'd, I'd love some and uh he's like how much he goes i'll, I'll do uh, i think it was 30 quid for like a bag of shrooms and it might have been like um th- two three maybe two grams in there three grams of shrooms the shrooms are kind of like a, a really like earthy dirty 
mushroom, um, but they they taste like soil. Um, and um, he he turns to me after he's purchased these mushrooms, and he says, "Well, what should I do? How 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 many should I have?" And I said, oh, "I think I'm painting a picture of myself here, which isn't necessarily nice." But I, I experimented in my youth, and it was a bloody marvelous time. But then responsibilities <laughs> happen; you have to start living like a person. Oh, boring. Um, <laughs> and I said, "I'll oh, just have like a just have a." Have a handful, like have a mouthful, and see see how you get on. Give yourself a bit of time, and the, to which the the Welsh chap interjects again with, "Nah, nah, just do the whole fucking bag." And I go, "No, don't." And I'm looking at this this chap who's just sold some shrooms to a friend of mine. I go, I'm, "I'm looking at him as my head is turning. I'm going, no, no, don't do that. So and so, that's not a very good eye." And I turn back around to see him guzzling the whole bag wow. into his mouth like like tipping it up like to get the dusty bits of a pork scratching bag out oh i out. know yeah 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 yeah. Uh, he's consumed the whole bag and i've just gone oh mate and then gone like the wind was this gentleman that had sold him the mushrooms it was now my issue to deal with for the rest <laughs> of the he's just, well he's your problem now i'm off <laughs> he me is. and he's gone and um so we're just sitting there, and he, and our, our friend is um, starting to enjoy himself. He starts uh, sort of naming farmyard animals out, out loud, um, and then he's doing the noise to accompany that. So pig followed by the noise, cow followed by the noise. Yes. And I lent into another friend of ours, and I said, he's going he's gonna to go in a minute, like, as in his trip is going to accelerate, and it was either going to be really bad or really good, and we didn't really know which way it was going to go. So we kind of just sat watching from a distance, like a terrible, still, silent movie. Um, And uh, he kind of, kind of like, lolled back in his chair and then came forwards again, and then stood up, directly upwards, ran, stacked it into his own tent, like, fell into his tent, and then bolted out into the middle of the night and wow. we're like what are we supposed to do now you've got a festival with i think probably about eighty-five thousand people at this festival <laughs> seven campsites um we are not going to find him it's pitch black right it's dark it's probably nearly mid- midnight one o'clock in the morning and we kind of obviously were worried for him but He's in the best possible place. He's in a place surrounded by other people who are doing similar things. Some, some, I don't know. Um, as with festival frequenting, you kind of do get up relatively early because people are talking, chatting. It's loud. It's smoky. It's the music starts at eleven or whatever. And we we were up in the morning uh, brushing our teeth with a, a, again a, 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 a carrot, carrot, a can of garlic, <laughs> um, and um, this friend who's who's had this trip emerges being accompanied by a pigtailed sheepish looking girl um who says um is this your friend and oh yeah yeah it's really sorry like you're right and he was like, she's very honest she goes no he's absolutely fine but um i just found him sleeping on a tree stump near our tent and he said that he was camping around out here um so i kind of walked him back and uh and then she left us and we were like, mate, what happened? And he was like, oh, no. Well, I said, how was your trip? What what, what happened? Um, and he said, we explained what he did. He goes, well, you know how, and it's interesting you say carrot, you know how, like, 
donkeys and horses like a carrot on a stick in front of them to make them go forwards. Yeah. Yeah. He said that he was Mace Windu from the Star Wars series. What? And and his lightsaber was on a stick in front of him and he was trying to catch his lightsaber. And it took him like two, three hours to catch his lightsaber and then he fell asleep on the tree stump. Wow. I know. Wow. That sounds fantastical. <laughs> it was. And that's that's and that was the reason for getting up and bolting, because he was chasing his purple lightsaber <laughs> around for a couple of hours in the middle of the night. <sighs> and that oh. kid is why you shouldn't do You really shouldn't. <laughs> it's too many drugs. You really shouldn't do drugs. Also, purple lightsaber, that's just a, a double entendre entirely in of its own. Is it? I think so. I would guess so. Well, well, well keep those kind of ideas to yourself, you filthy. Well, yeah. uh, well, well, address that some other time. Um, but Is your friend fine now? No, yeah, he's fine now. Um, <laughs> no, his life has changed forever. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah uh, he's doing really well, actually, I think. Um, he's now a politician. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's not far off. <laughs> um, anyway, um, we are coming up towards time, actually. What about time? That's, that's, that's flown by very quickly. Um, what happens when time flies? It means that you are on too many mushrooms. Oh, yes. Sorry. Or having fun. One of the two. I thought it was think alike again, but I, I got it wrong. You get all those phrases mixed up. <clears throat> I but, do. Uh, yeah, join us again whenever we cobble together some well well, well well before you before you finish off what uh, what's your what's your thought of the thought of the week let's have a thought of the week from Stuart Bates my thought of the week is if you think you've lost your lightsaber don't try and chase it around in the dark unless there's a comfortable tree stump nearby yes and yours don't don't be angry when somebody serves you a heady pint don't be angry. Don't be angry. Just accept it. Accept the heady point. And move on. Don't Enjoy be that, that don't be that don't be that guy from Shagaliff. Be, be that guy. Be that guy from Amsterdam. And go, thank thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> thank the you, we, ladies we, and gentlemen, for, 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 for listening to yet another podcast, episode of, five. We we managed oh, to steer our way through it. And not hit too many mushrooms. Join us next week when we talk about other things, such as carrots and peas. Peas. (laughs) Good night, all. Good night. God bless. Sleep well.